We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Light Years. Andy Lou, we are recording this after the Warriors 116-100 loss to the Boston Celtics. They are down 2-1 in the NBA Finals. I have a lot of thoughts on this one, but I'm going I'm I'm to let you start with this right now because I, I, it feels frustrating, but it, it's going to take me a minute to get to my point here. Yeah, yeah. Um... It felt like tonight was a game that the Warriors, if they stole this game, they would win the series. I mean, you win two games, you're up 2-1, right? You win the road game, you reestablish home court advantage. Yeah, you win the yeah. series, you take Boston's best shot, right? That's what it felt like coming in. Yeah, it felt like, I mean, piggybacking, I, I agree with you. It felt like Boston came out with the, we have to have this game energy mm-hmm. in the the Warriors came out with the "we'd like to have this game" energy. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah. I, I think particularly in the first half, I oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. they well they were down 15 for various stretches of the first quarter, and ultimately, like the Warriors fought back into this game. Clay started shooting the ball really well. At one point, Steph I thought was going to go on an immediate heater, and you know it's foul trouble like. They got hot. They they took the lead in the third quarter. They were competitive pretty much for the second half. But right. Boston, Boston pulled away from them. And as much as I want to talk about a bad foul call, um, a poor rotation decision, a X, Y, or Z, it's hard for me to blame anyone but the Warriors for coming out flat because – I, ultimately, I think Boston's too good for you to spot them 15 points every yeah. game. Like yeah. that's what that's what it comes down to. Like I do believe the Warriors can beat them if the Warriors play with 48 minutes of intensity. But what I saw tonight was, all right, we're going to show up now that we're down 15, and from there, you know, Boston's Boston's a little better than Dallas. They're a little better than. Um, Denver and like some of these teams of the Warriors, like we'll spot you twenty and come back. 
Uh, they played. They play that same game against Dallas tonight. They win the game, right? They go up. They win the game probably by eight or ten points. So I, I'm completely with you. Boston is too good. I also feel it gave me a little bit of OKC Toronto vibes because Draymond, uh, he might just struggle this entire series. I think that's the lead. It, it's Draymond struggled against OKC and they got bailed out because you know Russ is awful and Stephen Clay took over offensively, which Stephen Clay took over offensively tonight. But the athleticism of the big guys and how Draymond is so bad offensively right now is really hurting this team. And we've seen it again. We've seen it over and over again, right? And his defense isn't good enough for him to stay on. I shouldn't say stay on the floor, but be impactful on the floor uh, versus what you see in other series. And I think that's where the Warriors lost. Look, man, Wiggins, could he make more shots? Sure, but I thought he played well. Jordan Poole, could he be better? Yeah, probably, but he's young. Draymond Green, you're the third guy of a championship core team. Stephen Clay showed up tonight. Those guys weren't messing around. They showed up. If Draymond shows up tonight and plays as well as he did in game two or just plays better, they probably win this game. And instead, he puts in an all-time terrible performance defensively and offensively, Sam. And I thought and, and, that's and the that's, difference. And, and I agree with you. And I think this is where the intensity part comes back to it. Boston, too good for the Warriors to do their play with our food offense and then take over when we feel like it. Offensively, the I mean, Stephen Clay can the, – the, the biggest problem with Stephen Clay is they actually can play with their food and just go on like a six-minute run where they shoot the lights out and like scare you, you know? Like a lot of the Warriors' problems are related to the fact that they can – literally erase a 15-point lead in five minutes because they're that good. But taking it back a level, like Draymond, he needs they, – they need to be much more focused, I guess, defensively is what I'm trying to get at here. Yeah, yeah. Because cause they're not going to be – Draymond's not going to be able to ha- operate in half court against Boston. He needs to turn stops into transition because he's still going to be a good passer. And if he's focused, he's still going to be able to get this team out in transition. Um and those are the kind of things where I'm like, you let you, you didn't bring your full intensity. You let Boston get a little lead, and now you're trying to chasing it against a team who I, I just think you're they're too good for you to spot in the quarter. You know, yeah. no, you, I, you, you can have like a two minute lapse against them because that's human nature in a 48 minute basketball game. You can't have a 12 minute lapse against. Them. I, uh, it just start, it starts with it starts with Dray, it starts with Draymond. That's my big thing. This is part this the show is you just can't have the guy who prides himself on being that emotional and intense and come out. And I don't think he was rattled, Sam. I just think he was outplayed. I think that's that just stuff just happened, and that's where the Toronto and OKC stuff come back. It's it's he just got outplayed. He's not good enough to consistently be that great. I mean, Clay isn't even right. I mean, he didn't show up essentially in games one and two. Steph is. He's still the best player in this series so far, but that's not enough right now uh, against this team. And then, and then you get Boston at home first game. You get Marcus Smart hitting bank gonna threes, come, right? Gonna you hit get all a that couple stuff. favorable calls. Like, sure. Yeah, that's right. how it goes. You know, Steph got kind of a ticky tack foul on him. Shocker! It's on the road. The crowd's going crazy. Um, yeah, it's it speaks to the point. Like when you're on the road, you have to be a little more perfect. You can't yep. you can't have that sort of stuff and. And I agree with you on this. A, Draymond, he needs to be the one who sets the tempo on these sort of things. Because yeah. to our point, 
Steph can Steph can ease into a game and go six for eleven. From I mean, he does. He literally he, eases into games and does that. That's all. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I'm saying. It's like yeah. we can not like it, but the proof is in the concept. He can do it, and he's effective at doing it. Draymond needs to be the one to set the tempo from the early part of the game because, and maybe I gave Boston, maybe I gave like guys like Jalen Brown not enough credit offensively, and I need to you know give him a little more credit offensively. But it's like you you gotta bring you just gotta bring a little more intensity from the start. That's they, really what I'm at. They just didn't get a stop for 48 straight minutes. It felt like, right, Sam? Like for the six minutes that they got a stop in the third quarter, it's not like they played amazing in the third quarter. I thought. I mean, they they came back and they still went down 13. Um, but they strung together four or five stops in a row, and immediately took the lead. Uh, I don't think Boston is this type of team that's going to be able to score 120 points on you every single game. But now they've done it twice. Now they've done it in game one and game three. And I think you talk about schematically some of the differences is the Warriors also just overhelp constantly, constantly. Does that, that, do you think that's schematic or focus related? Uh, A little both probably. Yeah. Why are you constantly tripling? It's it's like the same as game one, really. It's what they did so, so well in game two that they just didn't do in game three. It's, and you saw it happen with, I mean, Steph and Clay, the two, the guys that were the two best players for the Warriors tonight, constantly being the second or third person helping on Tatum. When Tatum is essentially in the mid post area, when Draymond or Looney sitting in the back, it's like, there's no reason to come off that. I mean, those are just kind of examples, but. That's happening every single time, and that's where Boston. I, I just that starts right there, right, w- with that defense, because the Warriors aren't going to make a run if they can't get stops. And so, it, it, game one, you were saying the same thing, like you just can't come out that soft. And they came out that soft; they still had a chance to win the game, down by four, going into the fourth quarter. Now I got a question for you, um, for as we wait for Steph uh, news, even though it looks like he he should be okay with the ankle. Steph Stephen Clay will play thirty seven, thirty nine minutes. What do you think about that? Well, okay, part of that is fouls. Part of that is Steve Kerr kind of let them sit because he thought the game was over. So let, let's assume that it's a closer game. It's in the balance. You probably have three minutes per game to each of those guys. I'm not particularly concerned about the minutes. I think the real question, I, I guess if you want to focus on one specific part, should Steve Kerr have let Steph stay in the game at the end of the third quarter well, he picked up number four, but he was also hot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he was, he was feeling it. Like, that's the moment where I was like. Yes. I think, I think, and you know what? We'll see how it pays out. But I, I feel like if it's game four or it's game five, Steve Kerr rides right. him there. Right, game right, three, right. he's not. Uh, and maybe, maybe that's smart. Maybe it's not. It, it ties to our overall indicative point, which is like, I feel like this team plays with their food way too much. And I, when I see Al Horford roll up on Steph and stuff like that, it makes me worried that they play with their food too much because they open themselves up to to fluke things. Like, instead of putting the team away, they open themselves up to fluke things. And I can tie this also to coming out with low intensity, not running a pick and roll until the third quarter, stuff like that. Like, you, sometimes you wonder, you know, it, when it works for the Warriors, you're like, Steve Kerr, the master orchestrator, playing the orchestra, knowing exactly when to hit that note, you know? Like, yep. but when it doesn't work, I'm sitting here going, you might have risked, you, you might have thrown a series away by trying to get too cute with it. 
Yeah, I, you know, you know, Steve, I think his thing is uh, his thing is he's always going to play the long game. So my prediction this series was that the Warriors are going to go back home to two. So they still have a chance to do that. And I think uh, the Celtics are going to be a little bit more tired game five, game six. But we'll see. All right. News for you about Steph Curry. Uh, so Steve Kerr said the injury didn't force him out of the game. We'll know more tomorrow. So I, I would say that's pretty good news. Right. Uh he seemed to be sitting on the bench after seemed like he to me, if he wasn't sent to the locker room before the game ended to check on his ankle, sounds like that's OK. Uh, but again, I, I'm not a doctor, Sam. But, uh, seems, seems seems optimistic. Yeah, it does seem optimistic. Um, it's really the most important part of the game. I guess Steph's out. The series is over. So it's really the most important part of this whole thing is, is Steph going to play. Right. If he's hum- if he's uh, hindered in some way, that would. Yeah. Um, I don't even want to go down that path. Um, <laughs> seems like he's all right, so we can keep it moving. What's, what's the next topic? All right, the Warriors play on Friday against the. I guess the guess who they're playing? The Boston Celtics. So, what are we actually looking for them? To, what adjustments are we looking for first for them to make? For me, I I think it's it's almost break glass in case of emergency offense time uh that i'm gonna let you talk because i feel like you're gonna talk about defense so i'm gonna go the other way around uh it feels like they're going to need to decide is jordan Poole gonna be able to play uh he was not good tonight uh he also didn't seem like he knew what he was doing out there uh just kind of dribbling left to right instead of downhill which is what makes him kind of one of the better scorers uh, and I think putting the ball more in Steph's hands. They did, I felt like they did run a lot of pick and roll tonight. They, they did attack Al Horford in that drop coverage a lot. Robert Williams changed the game because it looks like tonight that he was actually healthy versus the last couple games. So I think offensively, it's what do they come out doing uh, because they can't afford to screw around in the first half. I don't even think it's screwing around. You just, I, can't, I don't think you can afford to come out and have Draymond handle the ball. Uh, and, and then say, all right, let's just hope this offense is going to carry us all the way. I'm not asking Steph to shoot eight threes in a row like he did in game one, right? But I think there has to be a better better attacking process with those guys versus versus kind of what they did tonight, uh, especially offensively. I'm, I'm with you overall. I mean, I, I keep looking at this and, you know, maybe, maybe, it's, maybe it's squeamishness. Maybe it's being burnt too much times, but – Watching Al Horford roll up on Steph makes me wonder, shit, dude. You know, yeah, I'm not watching. Series, that. You're, what, you're this, rewatching that? Oh, no, but I'm talking about like in the macro. Okay. Series yeah. can be really quick. You know what I'm saying? Like the Warriors should be up two one if they took care of business tonight. Instead, they're down one two. They need to win three I, more games. And you're worried about Steph rolling up. I want to let me finish my thought for you right now. GP2 has a hairline fracture in his elbow. I don't know how many games he has in him. Otto Porter has been in and out of the lineup with a foot thing. I don't know how many games he has in him. Um, I do, like, you can tell me I'm being um, concerned troll, like overly pessimistic, overly worried. And, And I accept all that. And if things work out, like, you guys can all laugh at me. But I do wonder if there shouldn't be a little more urgency with the team, because in general, like it's not the most durable team on earth. Well, I think if you were to say, which is one is the games that they should have won. It's not this one to me. <laughs> it's game one. Like it, to me, it, that would be the game that you look back and say, well, and you should be up to one. It's like you and I are arriving at the same point. 
I think tonight there are things the Warriors should have done better. Overall, probably just play Steph and Clay more minutes. If they play 45, game probably changes. But overall, when Draymond is that bad, you're going to get outplayed. I don't know how you expect to win when Draymond's that bad. There's no way. Okay, uh, I'll get back on topic. I agree with you there. And, and that needs to be the broader story here. We need to get back to that one, which is um, Steph Curry's played phenomenal. Um, minus a couple turnovers, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Clay, I don't think you can ask for Clay to play better than he did in game three. Oh, Obviously, yeah. he had a rough first couple games in the series, but he bounced back. Draymond was the one who had a, had a rough night tonight. And yeah, Dan or Friday. Yeah. Uh, quick, one. quick. Quick thought on quick thought on Friday too. Um, I think overall, I think the thought is that the Warriors are going to be able to last longer in a series because they've had less games so far in the postseason. I think your pushback is that the Warriors are a little bit more fragile in terms of injuries. I would say the Boston's injured too, so it's like so. I think it's both teams kind of. I, I don't know who it favors at this point. Obviously, if Steph's hurt, then it favors Boston, but. Uh, We'll see. Come Friday. I like the quick turnaround for the Warriors as long as as long as Steph's foot is fine. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You want to get to the goons? I think it's goon time. Yep. I think it's goon time. Roll. Nathaniel, my man. So, quick, quick uh, rant. If I think Draymond is maybe so far in the series hasn't been, uh, he's, he, I think he might have been the worst starter this series overall. And if that if that continues, then there's the Warriors just have no shot of winning the series because if he's going to be complete offensive negative and just kind of stand at at the top of the key with a ball and just basically just make it four and five, then there's, there's no chance, honestly, regardless of how good stuff Clay or even Wakefield or, or JP scored the ball, I feel like. Nathaniel, appreciate the call. I mean, I, I look, man, I don't disagree with him. 
And um, yeah, Jeremy has to play better. Like, like, <laughs> like uh, let, let, let's try to find a better angle with that one. But like, Jeremy has to play a lot better. That's, I, I that's have like, no, no, like, I don't know what you. The guy has to just. You're you're the best defensive player on the team by far. You are the best defensive player in the last five. Easily years, the best decade. podcaster on the team. <laughs> Like you can't just come out and just be. It's like it's like the same as Steph going three for eighteen, except Steph still got the ability to be effective offensively because he has to be guarded. It's like Draymond, guys are just going right by you. The thing is, he fouled out too. He fouled out playing defense while not being aggressive defensively. That's not even possible. It's impressive, actually. But he's about to hit up his YouTube, and yeah, it's going to be amazing. And then he's going to probably come out in game four and play amazing. But it's exactly what happened in game one and game two, right? And I think that's starting to, you know, the Warriors. That's how we. That's how they go now. Just they're an older team. Malik, Malik, what's up, man? Yo, could you hear me? Okay, cool. Yeah, we can hear. Um, where to start? So two things: Draymond, Jordan Poole. Well, three things: and Steve Kerr. So for one, of course, yeah, Draymond. He needs to. Take a step back and understand it's the finals, man. And uh, podcasting right now is not the thing to do. But Draymond, <laughs> if anybody knows his nature, he's one of those smart, dumb dudes. This man, it's like a general telling everybody his war plans. He does that often. And he needs to understand that you got to really, really hone in and not rile these dudes up. Like, you did it with Memphis. You did it with Celtics. Like, come on, bro. Like. I get to it. Um, Jordan Poole is obviously like the moment's too big for you. The Celtics for sure. Like they can sniff your, I wouldn't say beta male. He's just not necessarily ready for the moment. And you can see it just by the way he's playing. It was a point in time in the game where the guy literally had Williams by himself one-on-one and didn't attack the basket and waited till the defense got back from the end of the court. Luckily he made the play, but it's like, what kind of mindset are you in? You had 10 points, not being aggressive. You're not attacking the rim how you're supposed to be attacking the rim. You're turning over the ball, and you're teriyaki chicken on defense, bro. You're not even barbecue. Like, you got to be able to sit down on your butt. <laughs> you're over here. So in, in basketball, you got the shield, and you got a spear. He's spearing everybody. He's playing defense with his hands. He's not sliding his feet. And it comes a point in time where it's like, enough is enough, bro. Like, how are you made it this far to the NBA? to where you can't play defense. It's like, it's so mind-boggling to me. Then Steve Kerr, he outthought himself with this one. I don't understand how you don't give Moody or Kaminga a chance to play. What did they do? Did I forget something? Like, did they, like, they're not even getting the chance to play. I understand they're rookies, but give them a chance to play. Like, Kaminga can slide his feet. He can match up with Jason Tatum. He can match up with Jalen Brown. Moody is a great defender or a good defender. Uh, he can shoot open threes like he knows how to play team defense. Like, what is it about not giving him any type of burn? It's something I do not understand. And Draymond, bro, you gotta chill, bro. Like, I already don't like you as a person, bro. Like, I used to like him, but I really don't even like him no more. But like, you just talk too much, bro. You just gotta calm down, bro. Like, what makes you want to just hear yourself talk this much, bro? It's the final. You should be over here getting your zen on, getting focused and ready for the game, bro. You over here, bro, fans are guarding you, bro. You getting guarded by a freaking fan. <laughs> Malik, 
I appreciate you. That, okay, that was thanks, boss. <laughs> I don't know if I agree with everything that he said, but dude needs to be in a he needs to be a podcaster too. I'll tell you what, man, that was that was amazing. Uh, you know, I want to answer one part of it. Um, yeah. By the way, I'm watching Draymond up there with his son at the podium, and I just I just feel bad now because like anytime like I have a soft spot. Anytime you bring a kid up there, I'm like, oh, God, don't don't no no no. <laughs> Go with your point. Stop it. Cut him slow. I know. No, Malik's point on Moody and Kuminga. Let's talk about that. That's to me. That's interesting. I under so you and I both we both know why they didn't play. Steve Kerr wants to cut his rotation down. He doesn't want to put rookies out there. But should he have put Moody or Kuminga in this game? Uh, no. <laughs> no. Uh, I, I would I, say. If you're gonna, I mean, put I know you. In, you're not. You're, yeah, you're not. You're not. You're not down with. You know, default no. for the 19 year old. I, I saw a James Wiseman take on the timeline. Uh, it was like, oh, the the Warriors are undersized. By the way, it's on a tangent here, but Jeff Van Gundy and Mark Jackson are they the worst announcing duo in the history of sports? They're pretty close. Those, those guys Bro. are absolutely awful. I know you're watching and you're thinking, I would never buy a product they were selling. And that's like your first. That's the way you 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 watch it. But anyway, yes, yes, yeah. Let's let's cue. So Moody and Kaminga. Uh, Kaminga, I think, is an absolute hard no. Uh, the guy doesn't know how to play defense. So when you talk about overhelping and making rotations, that's definitely someone that's not going to be. He looks like he could defend. I think two years from now he's going to be an incredible defender, but not right now. Moses Moody, I think you could make a better argument for. Right, I, I think you. That's someone that can shoot. He, the he does play like a veteran. So I, I think that's that's one where you're like, okay, maybe he takes GP2's minutes. GP2 didn't really play in the second half. Maybe he should have played more. But the answer, Sam, the answer, 37 and 39. Those are the minutes Stephen Clay played. Pump those up to 45. You know, big boy numbers. Just get those up to 45 in games four, five, six. And also, why did GP2 not play more? I, that was that's. I was curious about that actually. I don't really know. Like, was he hurt? My, my- like he was bad in the first half. My gut says it's it's health related. So made his free throws. I don't I don't think it's a you know performance issue. So Yeah. Mm. Alright, keep moving. Omar. Oh man. Yo, what's up guys? How's it going? <coughs> so this goes after all. Um, quick question. Yeah, of course. Um so you know, been a Warriors fan for a while. Um a lot of ups and downs. I think one constant theme with with our team is uh, in the playoffs, pretty much since 2015, one of our biggest faults has always been rebounding. And I was pleasantly surprised this year against the Grizzlies, against the Nuggets to see we were winning our rebounding battles Um, and like pretty, pretty handedly, too. Um, And my biggest takeaway from this game is that Robert Williams is really, really freaking good. my question and is what can we do to try to even out the rebound battle a little bit? Part of me is thinking if, if Draymond's going to stink it up like that, do we got to like go to Looney with no Draymond on the floor, put auto on there? Ooh, I love this. I love that's this. The question. One. Oh. That's the one. Sam and I, that's the one. Actually, I feel differently than you on this one. Boston tried to play big tonight. I think the Warriors should try to run more on them. The run in the second quarter came when the Warriors went small. I don't think it's in the Warriors' interest to try to go big versus Celtics. I think the Warriors should have tried to mix it up and go small 
versus Celtics a little more. Obviously, I'm, I'm with you with Looney instead of Draymond type of lines, but you get what I'm saying. I think the way that you counter Boston trying to go big is by going but small. I think is the answer that you don't, you just never play Looney and Draymond together. Maybe you played in spurts. Yeah, if you go small, you play Draymond. So who's next to him? They, they put Otto Porter next to him. Uh, but I think I think a question, I think a point he points out is maybe you just play Looney and shooters. Like that might be your best bet because right now Looney's a better screener. Looney's a better finisher. You don't need Looney to run an offense. That's what you got Steph for. Uh, Looney's less likely to long. throw it to Marcus Smart. Yeah. Jesus. Some your, of the passes, Trey. Your point, your point stands. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to do that, though, Sam. They're never going to do that. Doesn't it remind so. you a little of the Memphis series where you're like, I'm not sure if they're better with Trey on the floor some of the time. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I do think, but like, ultimately, ultimately, they need to, they need to find the best lineups to space. Space Boston out a little bit. So ultimately, Draymond be better. A couple quotes from Draymond. He said he's playing soft. So he said he's playing like shit, quote unquote. <sighs> okay. I'm okay Whatever. with him recognizing it only if he plays better next game. Otherwise, I will be mad. <laughs> I, I'm kind of, I've, I've come used to expecting him to have these quotes after these bad performances because <laughs> he's, he, he's too smart not to know. He's not too smart to not throw a freaking pass down the sidelines, uh, right into the other, right into the other guy. You know, the guys. It was actually same with Steph. And as much as I love those two guys, they win a lot of games. They've won a lot of championships. They make some insane passes. Those, uh, those Steph full court passes in the fourth quarter, special stuff. Really special stuff. Not why they lost, but what a team. All right, let's keep moving. Raphael, what's up, man? Yeah, sorry, I disconnected. So I think at like 3.30 we left in the third. We were up one. And then at around nine, with nine left in the fourth, we were down 11. And during that period, Curry and Thompson didn't share the floor. Do you think they should just play more minutes? Because like, I don't think Poole really has it in the series. Yeah, I, Raphael, by the way, appreciate you and appreciate you fighting through the internet issues. Um, yeah, I think Andy's point, Andy, have we reached the point of the series where 44 minutes is what they need to play? We reached a point of the series tonight, Samuel, and, uh, it's NBA finals. You know, it is the NBA finals. Well, if you're not, if you're not going to play 45 what, what minutes, when are you, the hell are you doing? What are we saving them for? Sure. Next year? You know, you can make an argument, Sam, next year. Warriors are going to be better. Steph's going to – hey, we're not trying to chase the wins right now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. The 2023 be, NBA Finals. You know, the Warriors we need, we, need, we need Steph Fresh to run pick and rolls with Big Jim at Summer League. Yeah. Hey, hey, no Big Jim jokes, all right? <laughs> not until next year. <laughs> all right, come on, Alex, come on. Give us a good one. Alex, what's up, bro? Oh, yeah, what up? There we go. How's it going, man? I'm doing all right. Uh, hey, I need Steve to take a fine, man. We like this. This game was so poorly officiated, which was to be expected. But like, your MVP got one free throw on uh on the the flagrant foul, and and he got three ticky tack calls called against him all night. With the game on the line, we need to we need Steve to take a fine and to and to go and to let your challenge go to waste. Typical, like just. Blow it, man. Come on. What are we doing? And, uh, I mean, I'm starting to get skeptical of, uh, 
you know, Wiggs' outside game starting to desert him. I, I, I kind of felt it was fool's gold all year. And, uh, you know, it's just kind of, kind of starting to rear its head a little bit. But ultimately, start of the game and the start of the fourth quarter were the difference. And uh, to just not really, you know, Sam, like you said, they played with their food tonight and all year. And to just do it in kind of, a, you know, biggest game of the year was just frustrating to see. Appreciate everything you guys do. And, uh, yeah, take care. Appreciate you, Alex. I want to bring one point as the resident person who's been the biggest skeptic of Wiggins. I don't think we worry about Wiggins' shot if they play fucking harder all game. If they don't play with their food all game. Like all those all those little details become less of an issue if everyone's locked in for 48 minutes. And they weren't tonight. And now you're just saying everyone's sitting here going like if Wiggs is a better shooter, if Clay, if if Steph didn't turn the ball over more, if Draymond didn't do five other things, it's like maybe if he didn't get down fifteen, we don't need to worry about a lot of stuff. I and I just lost. See, this is me. Me and the Warriors were synced up tonight. I totally lost my train of thought. Um, yeah, but I'm not worried about Wiggins is just shooting. It's dude, he might have been one of the better players on the team tonight, <laughs> and he's been that every night. Uh, I will say he might be getting tired. Uh, Tatum's kind of going right by him, uh, which we didn't see uh, in in game one as much, and and we didn't see that as much uh, with Luca. Luca was just hitting insane shots. So I, he might be getting tired. I think I would maybe look at that a little bit, uh, but I still think you just got to play those guys more. Solution uh, to it all, because you're just you're just going to get outplayed if you don't play that if you don't play enough minutes because the Warriors aren't good enough to go down that bench. Uh, nobody no, is. The no, NBA Finals, no team is. No team can play eight, nine deep. It's just, you're just going to have to play guys 45. Yeah. All right, let's get to Atley. Atley, what's up, bro? Question. Oh, I was going to so, talk about fouls. Okay, Atley, go first. Uh, yeah, go ahead. All right, so what are you looking at, as, whether it's box score or film, and you're thinking the Celtics can't duplicate that or replicate that in game four, that will be advantageous to us because I'm just trying to stay optimistic and say, look, if we can get game four, go back to chase, get game five. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find some positivity here. So my, my, opti- my optimism for you is the Celtics did not turn the ball over and they did not turn the ball over at, I appreciate you calling it because I don't think the Warriors brought the requisite amount of defensive intensity. I don't need the Warriors to be the 2015 Warriors to turn the Boston Celtics overs. I need the Warriors to be a good defensive team because this team has consistently turned the ball over. They turn the ball over against Miami. They turn the ball over against Milwaukee. That's who the Boston Celtics are. They are not the best ball handling team in the NBA. They can turn it over, and if they if they turn it over and allow the Warriors to get in transition. I feel relatively confident about the Warriors' chance against this team. You steal, you still steal one game. You don't win the first one. You still got another one to steal it, right? It's up to the Celtics to to actually defend home court. Uh, and I think the Celtics are as inconsistent as any team has gone. They even talk about it um, that if you're going to steal the one game, they're not going to play back to back great games. Now, do they play back to back bad games? No. Like they've not lost back-to-back games, so the Warriors are in a bad spot because they're down 2-1. But if you can take the next one, which I think the Warriors should, 
then you go back home and you has, still have home court advantage with the last two games. Uh, with the fouls, I think the last person brought up, I think it's an interesting one because we knew that Boston was going to get gonna get a good whistle. But I, I still thought, Sam, some of the ticky-tack fouls that Steph got, two of them uh, in the beginning. So I, didn't, I thought the foul on Marcus Smart for his fourth, I was like, that's a foul. You just can't reach like that. It's just You just cannot. Uh, but the two... I thought in the first half were pretty bad. I think the first bump on Jalen Brown, like a minute in, just like, what are we doing here? And then the, and then the, the third one where he pushed, quote unquote, pushed and Derek White flopped. I, I just think that stuff, like, I just don't understand what that is. Uh, <laughs> and I think he brought up Steve Kerr maybe talking about that. Don't think we've ever seen Steve Kerr complain uh, to the media about fouls. So I don't think he's going to start now. But uh, I think those calls are pretty piss poor. I don't know if that's why the Warriors lost. Probably not, but it certainly affected the game. Certainly affected the way that the Warriors were trying to play defense. It didn't affect – it's not why the Warriors lost, but that's where we come back to playing with your food. you got to expect a tighter whistle when you go to Boston. you got to expect just generally to get less breaks, so you have to bring more energy and be prepared for it. Instead, they're like, yeah, we don't really care. Let them get up. We're going to start hitting shots. You know, that's that's kind of the vibe I got, which is what's disappointing because, like, look, everyone wants a game to be called the same, but, like, there are realities. Home teams are going to get a few more calls than the road teams. All right, let's keep moving. I'm going to go, go with people I can trust here. David, what's up, man? <laughs> you can trust me, fellas. There you can trust go. me. Oh, this felt like a tough loss, guys. I'm walking down the Embarcadero. I watch the game at a bar in San Francisco right now. It just feels well, tough. Uh, uh, Schroeder's. Wait, no, 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 no. Royal Exchange. Royal Exchange. Yes, right. I was right at Schroeder's last night. Good beers. Oh, right on. I'm sure. I'm sure. You were. <laughs> uh, man, I just, I, I mean, we're all talking about what can we do, right? Like we're we're talking about schematics and strategy and who needs to pick it up and this and that. I, you know. We don't have answers. I, I, I hope that Steve Kerr has answers because we're going back and forth, right, as a fan base about, like, what – what. Sorry, someone called me mid-rant mid, uh, mid rant here. Hang up on him. I oh, did, we're blaming the Seagulls. <laughs> All right, blame the Seagulls. Anyways, psychologically, this feels tough. You know, we go down 2-1. We're trying to figure out what we can do to take back game, game four. All we have to do is win game one. When we're up 10, we're up 2-1. We're feeling much better. It's just kind of – I don't know what to say other than the fact that, you know, the one thing I noticed was the court looked really big tonight. Like, with their lineups with Gary Payton out there, it just looked like there's a lot of space for the Celtics to move around the perimeter and get to get to their spots in the mid-post. And that's where Tatum and Brown are making these passes. And I think we've underestimated – I don't know if you've underestimated, but the playmaking ability of Brown and Tatum, the story was the Celtics turned the ball over a lot. And what I'm seeing is assists <laughs> coming off drives. I don't know. Okay, that's I mean, a, that's an interesting point, David. I appreciate it. I want to actually, I want to bounce bounce back off that. Let's 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 go from there. And by the way, have a safe walk home, Andy. Have we underestimated Boston's playmaking ability in terms of Tatum, Brown, those guys' passing ability, or? Are the Warriors underperforming defense? I was gonna say it's it to me. It's more the Warriors could play better defense. Uh, that that's what it feels like to me. I'm gonna wait another game to see what that looks like. Game four is gonna say a lot. If if the Celtics repeat what happened in Game three, 
which again, I go back to this because I disagree with you to where I don't know if the Warriors are, are they should have won tonight. I think they should have lost. They got outplayed. They should have won game one. But if the Warriors look like they did tonight on Friday night, then I would say, all right, then that's an OKC Toronto series where that team is just better. And yes, then we did overestimate Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Uh, if they repeat that. But this Boston team is so inconsistent. You're just watching them against Miami and Milwaukee. You see it over and over and over again. They're so inconsistent. So it's going to be easy to be overreact to one every single game, which which you will in a seven-game series. But I just think the Warriors defense is going to look a lot better Friday night because that's who Boston is. But the problem, Sam, the problem is when you lose game one like that, when you lose like that with a 12-point lead going in, all of a sudden you're running out of games. Because if the Warriors won that game and they're up 2-1 right now, which I think, you know, you could make an argument that that's the game that they chose. But you're okay with tonight's loss. You're, completely, you're okay with it. You're going to say, all right, you know what? Boston's not going to play as well they, as they did tonight. Uh, you know, guys are going to be better. We're going to go get game four. We'll go home and win the series, through, you know, 4-1, right? Or whatever, 4-2. That's not the case anymore because of game one and what they did. I still think the Warriors, I think defense, they could still play a lot, a lot better. It's just tough. It's just tough when you choke the first game away like that. Or or you go down 3-1. Or you go down 3-1. And then you win all three games. You know, just basketball karma. The basketball gods giving the Warriors back what they deserve. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sam, what's up, man? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Okay. How are you, boys? There we go. What's up, man? What's up, man? Uh, look, Boston played really well. Like, they played a really good game. They shut the lights out early. Um, there was no intensity of defense. But I just think that end of the third quarter, taking Curry out, what was it, 234 left or something like that? I just I think you've got your one advantage, the big advantage thus far in the series has just been that. Third quarter push. Curry missed one, took him out, 234, got him back at, what, 10 or so in the, in the in, in quarter four. I just felt like that was such a mistake. Like, it really, like, Kerr's been so good with the, with the game the inches stuff. You know, it's always end of quarter, putting the foot on, getting those couple of points back. And I just think, you know, it was a really poor decision. I know he had four fouls or whatever. But to put him out there where they could have could have been up six, could have been up three, whatever it was. But yeah, I just that's yeah, that's all I got. Sam, appreciate you calling in. Andy, I want your thoughts on this because I do think that was one of the more curious coaching decisions. Um obviously Steph is in foul trouble. Do you think that affected the Warriors' ability to win this game? Uh yeah. Absolutely. He he was a turnstile, he couldn't play defense. Uh, now, I think partly he couldn't play defense tonight because Boston made it a point to go at him with guys like Jason Taylor. Yeah, when, you, when, big, you're, when, you're, strong, when right? you're still with foul trouble, it's hard to be aggressive. It's even harder. I think it's it's even harder. And then you just can't play as much. It's out of rhythm a little. I, I, the rhythm doesn't really make sense tonight. He was just so good offensively, Steph was. But um, 
I just that stuff all adds up. I think that's the point I agree you, with you on. The margin, the, the the margin for error this series is so small, right, compared to what you saw against Dallas, um, even against Memphis a little bit. Um, but the margin of error is so small that when I keep, it's just Draymond to me, Sam. I just can't blame anyone else. When Draymond comes out and he shits the bed like he did tonight, you have no chance. The fact that the Warriors had a chance is incredible. But when Draymond is that bad, he literally played like one of the worst players in the NBA tonight. He should have been sitting next to Damian Lee. Yeah. That's yeah. how bad he was. That's how bad he was. You just can't play like that. And that's after a game two where he was really good. I agree with you. All right. Karima. Well, <clears throat> that, <laughs> that was not uh, what I had predicted. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Okay. So I'm going to, I guess, push back just a scotch about Curry sitting down before the third quarter was over. I mean, we were only down four at the end of it. Uh, so I felt like that was kind of like the move that Steve was going to play him the entire fourth, which that could have happened. But, uh, yeah, we, I just don't even know what to say, but to move on. Get the next game. Draymond, hopefully, will get his head out of his butt and play like he's got some sense. Uh, because his focus clearly was not there, like y'all said. He he was just like, I was like, dude, what are you doing? You're you're pissing this game away for us. So you know what? We take a deep breath, guys. And and I do hope that Stefan is okay because that that was rough to watch. And, you know, Big Al not getting calls for the foul there was just so poetic there, I guess. Um, all right, but that that's it. We we move on to game four. Clearly a must win. Period. End of story. Thanks, guys. Stay safe out there. Cheered me up a little bit. I feel a little better. Always. Criminal always makes me feel better. Just the levity that is needed 40 minutes into the show. Once you and I have gone off the deep end, you know, you just, you just need someone to come in here and be like, you know what, Sam and it's going to be okay. Yeah. Relax. All right. That's all right. <laughs> Relax. You know, the, the Trey Lance looks good in training clamp. I mean, come on. You know, so I'll look it up. Larry. Oh, yeah. All right. We got, we got man, some good my man, my man, Larry. Hit us. All right, guys. Um, I got three things, maybe more, maybe more. First, ticky tack fouls against Steph. He breathed on Jalen Brown for the first one. The Marcus Smart foul where he reached around him. Marcus Smart had to bring his arms down to, to contact Steph and they gave him a shooting foul on that too. Okay. So the refs are trending Celtics. Okay. Without a doubt, because the only guy that matters is Steph Curry. Right now, Steph Curry is the MVP of this series, win or lose. And that's number one. Number two, Draymond maybe needs to sit more. Uh, if you look at how we did against Memphis with Draymond out, we did better. There have been a lot of play, uh, a lot of uh, sort of sequences where we play better without Draymond. And it's it's not it's because he can't shoot. And nobody guards him. So our best rebounder, probably Looney, can't play with Draymond. 
Okay, because then there's two guys that can't shoot. And so there's it's a four on three for defense, even if you know, if they double Steph. Uh Steph is incredible right now. Uh right now he's older than Jesus, but still saving everybody. And I, I just I just think we got a problem here. I, I do think we have a problem with that. Secondly, or the last thing I'll say is that what happened tonight is the response that they gave to the Warriors from last game. Because last game, we went to the high pick and roll, and we blew up their defense because they were switching everything on the motion. So we've thrown out the motion. We're just trying to get something going. Um, and that's still working for Steph. But, you know, I don't know what's going on with Jordan Poole. He, he won't take a shot. And, the the you know, for me... I just don't see how we're going to get it done if Jordan Poole doesn't come alive because that was our advantage. Our advantage was Jordan Poole with Steph and Clay. And Clay woke up tonight. But if we don't wake up all three of those shooters, then this series is probably over. It's a great call. That's that's oh, Jordan. That was great. It's defeatist a little bit though. I want I want to talk about. Can we, can we talk about Jordan? By the way, I agree with everything he has to say it, it about your heart. Steph, that, about what Clay, and about Trayvon. Like zero pushback in any capacity. Front of the show, Larry, um, the sage, the sage veteran, um, the the OG who calls in. But let, let's talk about Jordan Poole. But we haven't talked about him a little more. Um, how are you feeling about Jordan Poole? It's very hard for me to be annoyed at Jordan Poole. Um, young, first time on the stage in the NBA Finals, uh, on the road in Boston. It's just hard for me. But he makes a good point. The Warriors rely on him. They can't take him out. I thought he shouldn't have played the rest of the game tonight. I also thought that in game two. Uh, I thought maybe you put in GP2 and you just defensively need to survive and pray Stephen Clay take you to the finish line. That's how I feel, Sam. But I think the Warriors and Steve Kerr now has shown it in the past three, four months is that they're going to ride with him. They're going to say, hey, we trust that you're going to give us enough offense for us to be good enough. And I think they may have to make a decision at some point here. Even It might be Friday night to say, yeah, we just can't play Jordan Poole because defensively, that's just too many guys that just can't defend. And if we're not going to defend and you're not going to be offensively as good as you were against a weaker defense, then we just can't play you. That's how I feel. Yeah. Uh, I'm just screwed on that it's one. Like, um, let's it's move nothing, forward to It's time. nothing with Jordan Poole. It's just you, you're not scoring. You can't stay on the floor. It's very simple. Ty. Yo, yo. How y'all living? Uh, you know. <laughs> I can dig it. I can dig it. Um, a couple of things. First off, please, I'm pleading with everybody who's 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 kind of in the in the the Warriors fandom to don't do no corny shit and get on the on the refs, man. Like that's it, refing's hard to do, especially in the NBA. You're gonna get missed calls. Uh, it, it, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying. And one thing I noticed tonight was that the the, the Celtics. They outplayed the Warriors in an, in an interesting way where it's like, you know, you can point to whether it's, you know, the ball ricocheting off of Draymond Green's knee or, you know, Clay whiffing on an offensive rebound or, you know, Steph you know, trying to pluck Marcus Smart on that three-point shot, whatever it is, whatever is clever. 
I, I, th I think, you know, one of the things is interesting is the margin for error is really, really slim on both ends where, you know, the, the Celtics slip, take they, they take the uh, foot off the gas for a second. It's an 8-0 run, bada boom, bada bing. But uh, one thing, you know, from a positive, cool standpoint, you know, it's, it's an L, you know, all the all the caveats, you know, the Celtics had to get this one, hopefully get the game four. One of the cool things I've noticed, though, over the last couple of years, uh, if you go back and look at the, the Al Horford flagrant, like the flagrant uh, when, when he landed on his stuff, one cool thing that Steph does, and I think it kind of contributes to him not getting calls on this, but like he flares his legs out, right, uh, when he's shooting the three. And, uh, you know, I'm not like a physics major or anything like that. Somebody can correct me. But it feels like at least uh, well, the point enemies. of that is to is to is to like shift the center of gravity because he landed directly on Al Horford's leg. But if you go back and look like he kicks his left leg out. Right. And it kind of shifts it and he lands kind of split. And, you know, uh, he didn't get hurt. You know, hopefully he's he's good. If he's not good, it's fucked anyway. But, you know, it's a series. Good shit, you know. Appreciate you, Ty. Yeah, it's um, I think Jordan Poole does it way worse. Jordan Poole literally falls down no matter what. Whenever some guy closes, relax, up. relax. It's one, the, it's one of the most ridiculous things I ever seen. Uh, Clay Thompson quote. Uh, he says it feels like 2015 vibes. <laughs> Thanks, Clay. Thanks, oh man! So anyway. all right, we're gonna we're gonna end it on one final call, and I'm trying to figure out who the lucky person will be. We'll go we'll go with an OG here. We'll go there. We go. Can't miss. Hey guys, great show as always. Um, I think we can nitpick on all the little things that could have gone right in the game, but it's pretty simple. It's the same thing as game one. The Warriors just didn't have the same effort or desperation as Boston. And it showed on defense, and they got out-rebounded by, like, 20 rebounds. And that starts with Draymond. Uh, Dubs 408, Alex had a great tweet. It was, like, Draymond stat line from this finals. 15 fouls, 15 points, 15 assists, 20 rebounds, 6 turnovers, and over 7 from 3. And he's not playing good defense, and he's not rebounding well. Then, like, why the hell is he playing good? Like, there's no other, no other explanation for this other than that, like, Offensively, I think we can hang with them if we play good defense and we rebound the ball. Like that's literally the only thing that matters right now. I think that's, that's a perfect way to go out, Rishi. I appreciate yep. you. I think it's a perfect way to go out because that's ultimately what Andy and I have been saying the whole way through. They're not matching Boston's intensity. That simple. Like meet Boston where they're at, and then we can actually talk about schematics. Well, stuff. they did game two, right? And it's and that starts with right the podcaster. Starts with the podcaster. Yeah, Maybe it'll show it up. Starts, it starts with me bringing better energy to the pod. <laughs> next episode. All right, we appreciate you guys. We'll be back next game.